They drew in like cold hands to a fire. They hugged his leg. They played with his keys. Eddie mostly grunted, never saying much. He figured it was because he didn't say much that they liked him. Now Eddie tapped two little boys with backward baseball caps. They raced to the cart and tumbled in. Eddie handed his cane to the ride attendant and slowly lowered himself between the two. Here we go, here we go, one boy squealed as the other pulled Eddie's arm around his shoulder. Eddie lowered the lap bar and clack, 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 up they went. A story went around about Eddie. When he was a boy growing up by this very same pier, he got in an alley fight. Five kids from Pitkin Avenue had cornered his brother Joe and were about to give him a beating. Eddie was a block away on a stoop eating a sandwich. He heard his brother scream. He ran to the alley, grabbed a garbage can lid, and sent two boys to the hospital. After that, Joe didn't talk to him for months. He was ashamed. Joe was the oldest, the firstborn, but it was Eddie who did the fighting. Can we go again, Eddie, please? Thirty-four minutes to live. Eddie lifted the lap bar, gave each boy a sucking candy, retrieved his cane, then limped to the maintenance shop to cool down from the summer heat. Had he known his death was imminent, he might have gone somewhere else. Instead, he did what we all do, he went about his dull routine as if all the days in the world were still to come. One of the shop workers, a lanky, bony-cheeked young man named Dominguez, was by the solvent sink, wiping grease off a wheel. Yo, Eddie, he said. Dom, Eddie said. The shop smelled like sawdust. It was dark and cramped with a low ceiling and pegboard walls that held drills and saws and hammers. Skeleton parts of fun park rides were everywhere, Compressors, engines, belts, light bulbs, the top of a pirate's head. Stacked against one wall were coffee cans of nails and screws. Stacked against another wall were endless tubs of grease. Greasing a track, Eddie would say, required no more brains than washing a dish. The only difference was you got dirtier as you did it, not cleaner. And that was the sort of work that Eddie did. Spread grease, adjusted brakes, tightened bolts, checked electrical panels. Many times he had longed to leave this place, find different work, build another kind of life. But the war came. His plans never worked out. In time, he found himself graying and wearing looser pants and in a state of weary acceptance that this was who he was and who he would always be, a man with sand in his shoes in a world of mechanical laughter and grilled frankfurters. Like his father before him, like the patch on his shirt, Eddie was maintenance, the head of maintenance, or as the kids sometimes called him, the ride man at Ruby Pier. Thirty minutes left. Hey, happy birthday, I hear, Dominguez said. Eddie grunted. No party or nothing? Eddie looked at him as if he were crazy. For a moment he thought how strange it was to be growing old in a place that smelled of cotton candy. Well, remember, Eddie, I'm off next week, starting Monday, going to Mexico. Eddie nodded, and Dominguez did a little dance. Me and Teresa going to see the whole family. Party! He stopped dancing when he noticed Eddie staring. You ever been? Dominguez said. Been? To Mexico. Eddie exhaled through his nose. Kid, I never been anywhere I wasn't shipped to with a rifle. He watched Dominguez return to the sink. He thought for a moment. Then he took a small wad of bills from his pocket and removed the only twenties he had, two of them. He held them out. Get your wife something nice.
Eddie said. Dominguez regarded the money, broke into a huge smile, and said, Come on, man, you sure? Eddie pushed the money into Dominguez's palm. Then he walked out back to the storage area. A small fishing hole had been cut into the boardwalk planks years ago, and Eddie lifted the plastic cap. He tugged on a nylon line that dropped 80 feet to the sea. A piece of baloney was still attached. We catch anything? Dominguez yelled. Tell me we caught something. Eddie wondered how the guy could be so optimistic. There was never anything on that line. One day, Dominguez yelled, we're going to get a halibut. Yep, Eddie mumbled, although he knew you could never pull a fish that big through a hole that small. 26 minutes to live. Eddie crossed the boardwalk to the south end. Business was slow. The girl behind the taffy counter was leaning on her elbows, popping her gum. Once Ruby...